we'll obviously talk a lot about this next week, is um, my girl, Tomato Ho, back. And there's a little anti-Tomato Ho bias, too, by the way, in the PSA Tour that nobody really talks about because Tomato Ho doesn't get out of the first round that often. I mean, they're talking, you know, they're saying Tomato Ho's a big blocker. Tomato Ho has some, um, you know, some weird leg movements. So I'm, I'm just saying, let's let's lay off Tomato Ho and Freedom Muhammad. You know, playing the CSA individuals, leave, leave the black ball, let Tomato Ho live. Let, let, let Tomato Ho make some money, is all I'm saying. Okay. So that's my little, you know what? I, look, looking out for somebody, tomato somebody's got to look out for Tomato Ho. There's a little bias against Tomato Ho on the PSA Tour. And you know what? I'm, I'm keeping my eye on it. And if, if it, it goes on, if it goes beyond what's there now, and if it gets starts to get exacerbated, just know I'll be there. I'll be there to protect you, Tomato Ho. I like it, Bill. That's very touching. Yeah. About to leave. Already packing. Come with me. I'm not really asking. We'll get away to a place where we don't know. What about this? This call is being recorded. Fans, we are back for another edition of the Roundup, catching up on the weekly headlines and results from the professional tour and college squash. And we have headlines this week, Bill. But before, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. My my voice is a little gravelly. I uh, I, I had a, a uh, the college uh, squash associations individual championships this past weekend, which we'll get into, uh, where I was uh, the host, the MC, and uh, so. As my wife said, I'm going to ruin my vocal cords by pretending I have a deep voice instead of just using my normal voice. And uh, I, I, every when I get home, I make her listen to all my uh, all my announcements. And uh, really, did uh, you give her the highlight? Oh, reel? she has no choice. She sits on the couch, and I play them out loud on my phone. And she's like, "Jesus Christ!" She goes, "You're going to kill your vocal cords if you keep pretending that you have a deep voice." So, um, what's an example of that? Like, where, where's the natural Bill voice, and then so, where's the exaggerated? Um, exaggerated is. Um, uh, so, so the, one of the finalists for, uh, for the CSA men's was Muhammad Sharaf. So normally with the normal bill voice, I don't even know if I could do it right now because my voice, my, my yeah. voice is shot. It's, it's like, there's a big asterisk here, yeah. not warmed up, not warmed up. Start. Yeah. All right. I'd say like, you know, Muhammad Sharaf, but you know, because I'm in front of a big audience and they, you know, I have a certain reputation. I need to uphold. I did Muhammad Sharaf. Oh, uh, okay. You know, so you're you, digging deep. Oh, yeah. yeah you're you, digging deep. You do that. You do that like thirty or forty times a weekend. You know, all of a sudden, um, the, the, you know, you're getting phone calls from the executives of Ricola telling, saying, "Hey, you need some help." Yeah, that's funny. So you you could also see a vocalist uh, I, coach I, that might be in your future. <laughs> that might be in your future. Yeah, you know what? It, 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 these these very highly paid gigs pay for that kind of thing too. So that's good. That's good. That's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So um, I like it. Yeah, you want to? I mean, how about you? How uh, how was your weekend there, Connor? You know, this was the first weekend since I can remember that, well, since I moved to D.C., that I, it was almost like a normal weekend where I, I, I got to do errands, you know, and it was I was like really excited doing them. Um, a few returns because I've been ordering stuff online. And I had to go return them. Uh, kind of expensive because I got a, a hundred dollar parking ticket. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you don't have a spot. No, this was I was I was pulling around to this was at Macy's uh-huh. and I I saw I, I was so excited that as I was pulling up to Macy's, this guy pulled up. I was like, wonderful, like a parking spot right in front, commercial loading zone. Oh, uh, you didn't notice the size of the truck or anything like that, right? Like, no, it was a regular car that was already parked there. So, so I just and, went, and he didn't get a ticket, or she didn't get a ticket. They hadn't gotten a ticket, so huh. I, 
yeah so how about that they were they were fast too i was in there like 20 minutes and boom hundred dollar parking ticket were you returning and, returning hair care product because i'm looking at you right now connor the you have the the return of macaulay the macaulay Culkin look is back for connor o'malley is that right it's unreal yeah, yeah. put put mm-hmm. your hands on your face like you like just put aftershave on your face wow that is uncanny yeah so it, it, it was fun to just do regular errands you know and and you know this bill i'm a little private person yes so you are they're yeah, so, but there was some, so I don't share everything, but it, it was a fun weekend, and... Um, you promised, you promised, we had a private conversation last night, and we won't even, I won't even get into, I won't even, bro- right. I won't even broach it, I won't even broach it, but there's things happening in your personal life that you're not willing to talk about now, but, but, they could be really, really exciting talk down the road in future episodes. It could be, I think the, the dating in your 40s uh, saga, or segment, you know, however you want to do it. But yeah, it's, it's interesting dating in your forties. So just, uh, just promise me this. If what we talked about last night blossoms into fruition or blows up in a ball of flames, either way we could talk about it down, down the road. Y- yeah. Let's give it some distance. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Um, Onward. Well, and, and the last highlight was also, um, I just really love DC and took Buck out, you know, dog Buck, not human Buck. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for a walk around the the Washington monuments and it was just a gorgeous day so that was nice for those for those new listeners and and we do have a yeah. lot of new listeners and we'll get we'll get into that uh afterwards um Connor named his dog after me so my name is Bill Buckingham obviously do, and everyone calls me Buck and Connor named his dog after me well do, do you want to sh- should we hear your side of that story no no I don't you know what let's not let's not uh let's not okay. you know barking up the wrong tree there so no, let's oh boom let's move boom. let's move on Let's let's move on. Let's get into right. squash because uh, we got so. This is not the feed, fan feedback segment. Um, w- one of the folks I saw at the college individuals this weekend said he had shared an episode last week's episode with a friend of his, and we both know both of these people very well. But I won't throw them under the bus, Pat Cosker and Chris Smith. Um, and he, <laughs> Pat sent it to Chris Smith, and Chris Smith um, yeah, texted him back and said, "Why why am I sitting here listening to about where Bill ate dinner last week?" And Pat had to tell him eventually, eventually they'll get to the squash. Just got to hang in there. So uh, that's funny. So, no, yeah. so number one, Chris, to, you know, not like you know, you're a you're a boarding school coach. Your your season athletic director. Whatever his excuse his, me. His seasons last like a month. He has plenty of time to listen to whatever I want to rattle on about. Is all I'm saying. It's not like he's pressed for time. He's easy, Chris. I don't know about that, but um, you know, some things are worth the wait. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Well. Let's uh, let me go through the quick rundown what we're going to cover because yeah. uh, there's a lot of action. We've got the college uh, squash individuals wrapping up where Bill was the man on site, the MC front row ticket to the all the action. We have the Chestnut Hill action going on in the PSA black ball over in Egypt. Another event. We got some headlines to talk about, Bill. Yep. Yes. Yes. That's yes. going to be a little, uh, little, little, little touchy where we could go with that. Um, I, I've gone in. Well, let, let, wait till we get to it. We'll talk about it when we'll, we get to it. Let's not, we'll talk about it. Let's not skip ahead. And, that, and then there's also um, a segment that we're going to do at the end. And I was thinking this might happen more and more often, right? So we're going to bring this gentleman on um, to talk about it. But I think it might be called the Bill Said What segment. So you're, are we saying anybody who I attack on the show maliciously, we're going to give them a chance to rebut? It's fair. What do you think? I think that's fair. I think it's yeah. fair. All right. The, the, okay. uh, the line could get long. Exactly. <laughs> we, we don't quite know the rules of engagement on this, but I think, you know, at least a, a five minutes I'll moderate mm-hmm. 
you know, goes something like that. So we'll yeah. we'll test it out. And I'll and I'll probably bow, bow down and curl up in a little fetal ball and like cry and apologize. Is basically what will happen. So that'll be a first yeah. for me to see <laughs> exactly. to witness. Exactly. Um, but before we get into that, there's uh, we're not going to do a full fans feedback segment, mm-hmm. but there have been some interesting ones that I don't think we've actually mentioned. So. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, getting a lot of feedback actually, in, in down there, getting a lot of talking to a lot of college coaches and players, and just fans who have been uh, who came up to me and said, "Hey, I really like the show." And surprising, I mean, I didn't realize that many people, um, that many people actually listen. So it was it was heartening. Had some people I didn't even know come up and, and talk to me uh, at the CSA individuals who said they uh, they they look forward and either like ride their bike, go running, or just listen to it first thing in the morning when they get up. So exciting to hear, and got some great fan feedback, and we'll make it into this. Um, if there wasn't such a packed show, we had some really good fan feedback about our take that Mike Way was one of the best, best uh, college coaches ever, and uh, yeah. some, some opinions uh, um, contrary to that, uh, which were very interesting that got sent over to me. So uh, for another episode, we'll certainly talk about that. And we, I think we already covered this one, but the, the Tabs sing. Yeah, the, we give him- yeah, no, ta- yeah, Tabs is the one who sent me the Mike Way. He has a, quite an interesting text chain that goes on between his his uh, his his. Uh, squash fanatics and they are they love their squash for sure and they have some just like kind of like me they have their opinions i kind of like to be involved with that text chain to be honest with you there you go we should we should add it in but it said uh you guys are famous in our local squash group chat yeah that's pretty funny how about that um and then what was the other one that was interesting so this was chase cornell must listen if you love squash start supporting it and let's move the sport forward (laughs) there you go thanks this is what thanks jace by the way, is that like the perfect squash name ever, Chase Cornell? <laughs> yeah, there you, there you go. I mean, that is a squash. What if we went to? If there was ever a squash name. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's get into it. College squash, man. How Overall, like, you know, we've said this many times that college squash is sort of one of the best squash products out there with the team environment there. Now, this was different because it was individuals. How was how was it on the ground so i wasn't at the teams either the women's or the men's or the women's but heard obviously firsthand reports about the you know and we talked about it the behavior the tension just the overall like edge you know waiting for something to blow the powder keg atmosphere at those events that again has trickled down to high schools um this was not that very very laid back um obviously very very good competition and the matches were incredible but there wasn't that tension that you find at most squash tournaments. Everybody seemed in a pretty good, like a really good mood, actually. Like, hey, this is the end of the year. It was more of a celebration than anything. Um, than, than, uh, and the squash, just off the charts. The the quality of squash from uh, the lowest division to the top division was just, it's startling to watch in person, you know, for someone who's kind of watched college squash for maybe the last 20 years to see the level of competition uh, um, on some of these courts is just incredible. And the, uh, the a draws, I guess we talked about, or it, it, it's like a PSA draw. Yeah. I mean, how would you, I mean, last year or in the recent years, we've had uh Kruin and Yusuf Ibrahim coming through. Like, I mean, that is an extremely high bar. How would you compare that? Uh, to what you saw this weekend. I think parodies, parody, I mean, those guys, obviously great, great players. And they came through the draw. This is turning more into like, you could like Ali Hussein, the number one player in squash, right? Uh, Mar- um, uh, Tark Marwan from Harvard, numbers one, numbers one and two, arguably. Um, didn't, neither one of them made it to the final. Yeah. So there's so much talent out there. And I, I, the, so, you know, the, 
the people who the, the two folks who the one um muhammad sharaf of trinity and uh and simi chan of uh of columbia ne- neither one was the number one seed um um marwan sharaf was the four seed uh simi chan was the three seed and they both they both convincingly won the championships which is which is incredible to see you know because typically when you go into that in as we talked about last year it was Kroon and ibrahim right everybody ibrahim Kroon are going to dominate so this was it was it was incredible I think it also, and the X factor with uh, CSA individuals is that, like I said, or alluded to last week, is how is your body going into that weekend, right? How many tough matches have you had so um, during the season? So it really, it's it's uh, a challenging test for any player because you can you really just get beat up. Yeah, no, absolutely. George, George uh, I have George Crown. Um, kind of unsung, right? George Crown comes in as the number 11 seed on the men's side. And after a long, tough, tough season where, you know, Harvard wins the national championship again and just a grind of a season that they've gone through, um, he comes out and beats the number one seat, the number one players from Penn, Drexel, and Cornell back to back to back before, you know, finally finally losing to the, uh, the number one player from Trinity. You would think like, hey, been through this long season. I'm already a national championship, a national championship, national champion and uh do i really need to like fight through so i could go play another match tomorrow and sure enough just the grit that he showed was really impressive um but yeah. but i would say that, where does he play in the lineup he plays number two yeah so it's not like, it's not like he's you know it's not like he was a number nine player who was a uh you know a miracle coming through yeah. he's, he's a very very good player but he he put on quite a show um but muhammad sharaf muhammad sharaf of trinity played as good a match in the semifinal against Ali Hussein of UVA uh, that I've seen a college player Connor, it was one of those matches that if you brought somebody who's never watched a squash match before, that was what you want to see, have him see or have her see this kid. Wow. This kid goes for it on every shot. He, I, I think I counted in the semifinal like seven rollers. And it was just so much fun to watch and just just an electric atmosphere. His semifinal was a PSA atmosphere. The crowd was rocking, roaring crowd, full house at the uh, at the Spectre Center. And he is a, a big boy. And he put, uh, believe it or not, the first Trinity individual winner since 2009 with uh, Basit Chaudhry. Really? Yeah, it's amazing, right? Wow. With the storied history of Trinity. The women's champion was, um, was Simi Chan of... Columbia, who beat the number one seed uh, in in the final. Simi, number one, I'm a huge Simi Chan fan. Number, for the most part, because Simi Chan went the tomato ho route, and her name. So here I am looking up like bios, you know, because it's not like a PSA event where they give you sheets that has all all the information on the players, right? Oh, you mean you have to, you actually have to work? You actually oh. have to work. So there I am, um, you know, studious Bill MC, MC Bill. Uh, in his hotel room, writing up uh, bios of these college players. Because, you know, I follow college squash, but I follow the teams. I don't follow the individual players. So I don't know a lot of them, um, their names. So I see in the draw as the number three seed playing in the semifinal is Chan Sin Yuk. Great. Not not thrilled that I have to say Chan Sin Yuk on court, but, you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll get through that maybe, hopefully. I go on the Columbia website and there is no one by the name of Chan Sin Yuk on the Columbia website. No information about anybody under that name. Come to come to find out, she tomato hoed me. 
And and she goes by the name of Simi Chan. She prefers that, and that's what they put her on the uh, Columbia website as. Oh, really? Yeah. So there I was sweating it out, and next thing you know, Simi Chan. Simi Simi Chan changed her name. So uh, Simi Chan. Um, <laughs> what did you? So when you were introducing her, what'd you call her? Uh, are you kidding me, dude? I'm telling you, the the PSA. At least with the PSA, like you're on court, and I'm again, admittedly, an old person. And my my memory is not what it used to be. So I could be looking at a piece of paper that says the two players who are about to step on court for 20 minutes before they step on court. And I get on court and I completely forget their names the minute I stand on court. It happens all the time. But with the PSA, you could look over and see them and you know them because you know them. Like you look over and right, like right. you forget like um, Mazen Hashem's name. But you look over to the right and like, oh, that's Mazen Hashem. So I look over and I see these people and I'm like, I have no idea who they are. Just totally, totally blank. So totally screwed. So I was very thrilled that Simi Chan was Simi Chan because it was very easy to remember. And um, I like that. Yeah, good name. yeah, very, very nice. Where I really fell down, Connor, and <laughs> this is where I really. So who who's the number one player in women's squash? Well, uh, Siv. <laughs> exactly. And if she went by the name Siv. I would love it if she like it's, uh, just go by that and like make it like Cher or Madonna, one name. Um, we're, we are of cost. We are, are of cost, of course, talking about Cornell, the number one seed in this tournament. Um, Siva Sangari Subramanium, and I said that very slowly because during the weekend, I how many I probably had to say her name in intros, in outros, one, two, three, four, five or six times, right? So of course, I'm struggling with. So there's there's no way I was doing Sangari. There's just no chance because I know I'm going to say Sangria. I know I am. So I'm not even going to try. <laughs> so I focused on Subramanium. And I went through like, like Romanium. It's like Romania. It's like, sub, is it Subra? Is it Subra? Went through all the incarnations. And I focused trying to get that correct. So I went with Suburanium. I called her the first time. Okay. And I called her sub uranium, just like the, you know, the element uranium, which is great. Yeah. I called her sub with like every M, like like four M's. I don't even know if that's a real word. So finally, this finals come and she's the number one. Did you just go up to her and ask her? No, I know. I didn't have to ask her. I know how to pronounce it. A hundred people told me it's like a, it's like a tick. I couldn't do it. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay I had okay, the, yeah, okay. I had the super Yips. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I could okay, not do okay. it. I mean, and I knew. So here I am. It's the finals coming up and good crowd. And I'm focused. I'm locked. I have like all morning looking in the mirror, pointing. You can, I could do this. You can do it. Af- as I told Mark Allen, af- morning affirmations, I do myself, Bill, you're a good person. You could do this. I, I went over this. So I have it. It's, and I had it spelled out phonetically on my little cheat sheet that I keep in my hand, but I refuse to look at. Subramamium. Just like Romanian. That's a tough one. Subramanian. Yeah. Right? I got it. Subramanian. Right. Subramanian. No, but I got it. I got it locked. And I'm ready. So, of course, number three seed comes out, Simi Chan. Crowds. And I Simi Chan it up. I'm like, Simi Chan. And, like, the crowd's yelping it up. And now I'm looking. And I'm like, fuck. What is Subramanian's first name? Oh, no. Siv. <laughs> so, 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 it's right. So, so, instead of Siva, know what I called her? Sylvie. <laughs> oh yeah and it echoed through the whole place so I, I i was so locked in on her last name i called her sylvie subramanian <laughs> oh man oh yeah and everybody heard it 
luckily it didn't get on the stream. So if you watch the stream, it got blanked out. So you don't hear it, but, um, did, did, did get a lot of flash, a lot of flack from that. So I apologize, Siva. Apologize. Um, Sylvie or Sylvie, whatever your name is. So that was my, uh, you'll get there. I will get there. I, but to be, to be totally honest, it, it's unfair. Yale university had a player, their number one player is spelled his first name is s-i-o-w middle name y-e-e last name x-i-a-n no right no chance do i I no chance no chance i have to pronounce that correctly um pen nathan t-z-e-b-e-n-g-k-u-e-h come on seriously Uh, i'm i'm mindful of of like we're now spending a lot of time talking about how you mispronounce names well, I didn't mean- and you're also you're also you're also like uh, i'm a professional mc remember, yeah, basically sure and also like maybe we want to talk about squash i'm human but yeah great great weekend i really enjoyed doing it i had not done a college event before and i got to do an event at the specter center connor how about that oh there you go yeah, it, yeah yeah so all good so it was fun um congratulations to the to the uh to the two winners, um, it's something that uh, obviously will be etched in uh, on that trophy forever, so they can always look back at that no matter what they do the rest of their uh, college career. Um, doubles also took place really quickly, and just as we talked about, it really was more of an exhibition. I mean, they do they do play the matches, but it's definitely an exhibition atmosphere. And uh, in the end, it was uh, it was Western Ontario won the men's, uh, Brown won the both the women and the mixed. So, and just just know. In the finals, in the women in the mixed, it was brown. Great, great weekend. Enjoyed myself, so it was a lot of fun. And uh, end of uh, end of another great, uh, v- great college season. Well, there was also other action going on in Philadelphia. Yes, uh, our 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 event, uh, the, um, the, ch- the chestnut. Want to just call it the chestnut, or should we do all the chestnut? The chest, the nut, the nut. The, I don't know the chestnut chestnut hill classic. Two thousand twenty three chestnut hill. Presented by Chestnut Hill Academy. What's that? I thought it was the Springside in there. Oh, 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 shit! You want to do it? take two? Take two. Take two. Hold on. Let's, let's take two. Let's take, let's take a look again. Um, I thought I, I thought I wrote this down. I guess I didn't. Well, I, I do like the um, chest the twenty twenty three Chestnut Hill Classic. Absolutely. Uh, I think the actual name, though, here it is: is the Chestnut Hill Classic presented by Springside. Chestnut Hill Academy. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's, that's a mouthful. Hey, Pierre, Pierre Bastian, who's doing the MCing there. If you have to say that before every match, then uh, I want to watch the video to make sure you got that correctly. And I will, yeah. and I will criticize, maybe I'll criticize him appropriately and then have him on to rebut. I think it, well, I was going to say there's a different way you could offer tips and feedback, but sure. Yeah. Criticize, criticize is, the way is, is the other, is the other option, but talk about, um, I mean, this event kind of came together, uh, Fairly last minute, uh, when there was opportunity of um, the the downsizing of Egypt from a platinum to a gold, and what an amazing event to pull off so quickly, and really couldn't have been designed better to get a All American final. Uh, the battle of the Olivias continues, and uh, Bill, talk through the draws. Yeah, talk through the, the the live tour. We're calling it, by the way, for those people who follow, oh, wow. follow golf at home. Jeez. Hey, pretty good, right, Connor? Oh my gosh, yeah, the live tour. Um, <laughs> li- did you did, was that just now, uh, or was this in your back pocket for a while? I literally texted that to Rich Wade this morning. Did you really? Yeah, it just right. came just came to me because I was looking. Uh, um, They're talking about the players' championship coming up this weekend in golf, and that the live tours players can't play. So, um, yeah, so the live tour or live is live is live, live is live. 
one or the other. Live, live and let live. Live and let live. So both Olivia Klein and Olivia Fichter make it to the finals, which is just just what the tournament wanted for sure. I watched both semis on the bus ride home from uh, Philadelphia on the Trinity bus on the, on the YouTube. And it, the YouTube kept going out, like the video kept failing, like right at big points. But the, Klein, the Olivia Klein match, so a 73-minute women's match that was went only four games. Yeah. It was just brutal rally after brutal rally after brutal rally. Just really good squash, good clean squash too. It was back, you know, not a lot of stoppages in play. It was a lot of watching any stream that's not PSA TV is always tough because in those streams in the in the end, unless you really know squash, you can't really tell the players apart. It's hard to tell sure. sometimes who who is who. You could have like Olivia Klein could be playing Sarah Jane Perry, and you might not be able to tell them apart. So, um, but in this case, it was Klein against. Um, um, uh, Nela and it was it was tough telling them apart, but fun to fun to watch and uh, just a, an incredible incredible long grueling match. Um, and Klein advances to the final, and yet another final for Olivia Klein. Um, yeah, what I mean, what a this just highlights again the hard work that she's put in and the results she's getting at, uh, from that. I mean, to to I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. I mean, how many finals in a row is this? for for Olivia Klein. Off the top of my head, Connor, I have no idea, so I'm going to say 4 and hope that nobody who's listening looks it up. I think that's I think that's kind sure. of what I'm thinking. Let's go too. with 4. So, let's go with 4. Why not? And uh, Olivia Victor on to another final, a, a very tough final um uh semifinal against Melissa Alves, uh 16-14 in the 5th. Um I, I uh, toss up tonight. I I like I really like both players, so for the once I don't really have a rooting interest. I hope it goes I hope it's 13-11 in the 5th to be honest with you. It'd be fun to see Olivia Fichter win because it's her home crowd, and it would probably, hopefully, spur on someone who's sitting there watching it saying, hey, let's get another one of these um, tournaments here and and keep growing the game and have another um, Springside by Chestnut Hill, Chestnut Hill Academy, um, Chestnut Morris Chestnut Open, or whatever whatever the name of the actual tournament was. Yeah. So, but, but I don't want to go away without mentioning one player in that tournament who lost to Melissa Alves in the quarterfinals. And I bring her up because I met her. I didn't meet her, but I did talk to her and said hello um, at the individuals. Didn't know who she was. She obviously didn't know who I was. Our favorite tweeter on the PSA tour, Jana Shia. Jana Shia showed up at the individuals and walked by, stopped and said hello and talked to the person who I was with, um, and, who was that? Uh, I for, I forget who it was to be honest with you. And uh, as as she walked away, the person said, "Do you know who that was?" And I said, "No." And the person I was with listens to the podcast. She goes, "That's Jana Shia." And I said, "No way." I said, "You got to be kidding me! What a missed opportunity!" So obviously, Jana Shia has no idea who I am, which is great, and obviously has no idea that I, you know, we talk about her tweets. So I uh, chance meeting. So I had a. <laughs> well, for those who didn't maybe listen to the other episode, it was a uh, prolific tweet. Do you want to share it again? No. No, I don't, because if you didn't listen... Is that because you don't remember it? It's 100% because I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember it, Connor? Yeah, um, yeah, hang on. Give me one second. Uh, oh, you... you, you oh, God, you, God, I kind of know it. Uh, you might be the whole package, but you're at the wrong address. Yeah, something to that effect. That's, you know, paraphrase, paraphrasing. So, yeah. what I don't like is Jenna Shia, his, her tweets have... You know, she hasn't tweeted prolifically since then, since we, which made me think maybe she knew we were making fun of her. We're not really making fun, just shining no, a spotlight on her tweets. No, I, d- I doubt 
I think we've just proven she doesn't even know we exist. It's 100 percent. Okay. But here, here's a little timeline of Janashia's tweet, just to know that things are looking up for Janashia. I, I feel good for Janashia. On two twenty two, February twenty second, she tweeted, and this is this is I'm sure she put a lot of thought into this tweet, and it meant a lot to her. So I don't want to really, really like make fun of it, but she tweeted, "Shit." That's it. That was the tweet. So what? not sure what was going on. On two, I, th- I, th- I think. There's another, there's this other show I really like called um, Hot Ones, and they do a segment called like Explain That Graham. Mm-hmm. I think we need to explain that tweet. Explain that tweet. So I would like to get Janashia, maybe maybe she'd be on our rebut. Maybe Janashia would get her on the rebut thing. On 224, after not tweeting on 223, on 224, she tweeted, let it all happen. Right? Pretty innocuous. Not quite sure, maybe, but a little more upbeat for Jana than the normal, than the normal Jana tweets where she's like, you know, life. Do you think she's meaning the text but accidentally tweet possibly very possible so but this is where really we we may have seen the end of dark janashia uh because on 225 she tweeted i think i'm falling in love with life again okay so there's there's a lot of uh jana's on a high jana's on a high I'm, a lot of depth there. I miss Dark Jana. She is all I'm saying. So Jana, Jana, <clears throat> while you might be falling in love with life again, you know, it's you know, you're not going to stay up on that high horse forever. So don't be afraid to let your feelings out once something bad happens again. Bill, it's hard to if uh, you can't, you don't always know about the sweet unless you experience the bitter. That is true. Very good. You you should tweet that. Tweet that, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's um... black ball. Black ball. So the only only on our podcast w- w- is there a gold event going on with the greatest players in the world, and we we choose to discuss um, both the college individuals and um, the uh, Morris Chestnut Hill Academy by Springside Hill Academy uh, Open. So, um, but black ball, black balls into the semifinals. Semifinals are going to happen um, today. Um, we have uh, Tarek Momin and Joel Macon and Mohammed Al Sharbagi and Diego Elias on the men's side. On the women's side, um, Amanda Sobi. Uh, who beat Nor El Sharbini in Egypt again uh, in five games? She's going to face um, Hama- El Hamami in the semi. And on the other side, we have Gohar and Joel King. So, marquee semis to be sure. Um, Sobi, you know, since we are a US podcast based podcast, Sobi beating Sharbini, awesome, right? Yeah. Awesome. But it's a quarter. So she still has to to win this title. She not only has to beat Sherbini, she has to get through El Hamami. And then most likely, most likely, you never know, anything could happen. Most likely she has to beat Gohar. <clears throat> so that would be yeah. a monumental task. That's a monumental ask right there, right? I mean, regardless of the size of the um, the event, you know, being at gold, like that would be historic, amazing. This is the highest caliber talent in the world and um you, you know the odds of her doing it are stacked against her but so so was beating el shabini um so i mean you never know you, you i mean who the odds were against simi chan too right and, and look what she true. look what she look, look what she did i mean if amanda does that she should just drop her racket right there and say i'm done <laughs> it's never gonna get any better than that right yeah, just like I'm out. I am I'm out. out. Uh, I'm, uh, Only come back for Team USA. Okay? Yeah, by the way. Team yeah, US. yes, don't forget that. Team USA. Um, Team USA. On the men's side, um, uh, Moment Macon, Joel, Joel Macon, Joel Macon doing Joel Macon things again. Um, um, uh, played your favorite player and my favorite player, Mohamed El Shabini, in the first round. Just a quick 47 minute match. I think Mohamed El Shabini had um, lunch plans. So he, he didn't want to stay on court for the whole Joel Macon uh, 
the whole Joel Macon experience. So he, he, he got out of there in 47 minutes, but then, uh, Joel Macon Paul played Paul call 90 minutes again. And Joel, Joel, you'd think when Joel Macon and Paul call get up and they see each other, they have to play each other. They're just like, crap. Yeah. Ugh, it's gonna it's be just like, good. Like it's not, they can't look forward to it. They can't. It's like, this is going to be physical. It's going to be, it's going to be brutal, brutal, physical and long. And then, so he gets by Paul call and then 90 minutes, 90 minutes, and then follows it up in a, with a quarterfinal 93 minute, 11, nine in the fifth against Marwan. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, He's got to be so hurt and so hurt. And, and now he has to play, <laughs> play, play um, another runner. Play. Well, yeah. So this is where we're going to get into it. So I don't even want to go into the whole um, Asal match and him losing in the first blah, 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 and the drama and all that. I'm just so tired of it. And, you know, people have opinions whether the refs are out to get him. And there's, there, I think I, th- I think there may be something behind that because some of the some of the fake calls that went against him were, were pretty brutal. And I think in the end, Assal just was mentally shot in the last game and just didn't care anymore. Um, so let's get into the the match that's really making the headlines was, is yesterday's um, um, Dasuki moment match. Um, did you catch any of it, Connor? I did not. Okay. I, I've watched, um, well, you can't watch the replay yet on squash TV, but I watched a lot of the highlights and I watched a lot of it live in the morning while I was prepping for the, um, while I was staring in the mirror, trying to pronounce Supermanium. Um, I was watching, watching that match in my hotel room. So a lot of, Hey, congratulations to Tarek Moman. I guess if you're a Tarek Moman fan, he saved, I believe it was eight match balls, seven in the fourth game, uh, one in the fifth, which is incredible. But, that being said, one of the match balls he saved, uh, he was down uh, 10-8 in the fourth, match ball to Dasuki. Moment tends the ball. Screams that he hit Dasuki with his racket. They go to the video referee. The video referee says there is enough evidence to show that and gives Moment a stroke. Dasuki obviously goes crazy. Dasuki's coach goes crazy. It's, you know, I, I, I don't know. So it is what it is. Those calls, I guess, happen. So, and then in the end, he comes on and um, and and ends up winning the fourth game. Just a ridiculous fourth game. 27 minutes long. You know, seven <laughs> match balls saved. Uh, ends up saving another match ball in the fifth and wins. So, all said, just at the end of the match, they walk off the court. They start pointing fingers at each other. There's some uh, words back and forth, blah, 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 blah. So all the all the normal drama that comes with playing Tarek Moment and, and Faraz Dasuki. So the post-match interview. If, if you had to sort of, you know, was it equal? Was it more Tarek? Was it more uh, Dasuki? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I can't, I can't give a fair, a fair, <laughs> no pun intended, a Faraz assessment, a fair assessment because I'm not a Moment fan, right? So I, I, th- yeah. I think Moment's a bit of a phony on court. I think he he plays it up, and I think he, he you know, he, I don't know. I'm, I just I don't know if I could give a fair assessment. I do know that this is what um, uh, Moment said after the match. Uh, he says, "I think he is upset because I may have taken a point I didn't deserve. I thought I hit him. I did hit something." So. I mean, come on, Tarek. Basically, you think he's upset because of that? You think he's upset because he won the match in four and you said that he hit you and got a call from the referee? Uh, yeah, of course that's why he's upset. So, you know, Tarek, just own up to it. Say, hey, and, and Tarek's not even saying that like it, it happened. He said, I'll have to go look and see if it did happen. You know whether it happened or not, Tarek. So I'm not calling Tarek yeah. a cheater. I'm just saying, Tarek, 
don't don't play coy in the post match interview. I don't understand why Ferez is upset with me. I think he may be upset because I took a point I didn't deserve. I mean that that sounds like almost an admission of guilt right there, right? I think there's there's an element with uh, with moment that um, it's it's kind of to the point of assault where. Every the common denominator with Asal is there's always controversy, right? Mm-hmm. And Moment isn't immune from that. Like the, the amount of times controversy goes on, and he's sort of um, calling that out, right? Right. Yeah, you know, that's another common denominator. It just doesn't get as much highlight because of Asal, and it doesn't get as much highlight because Black Ball is being covered by the squash site folks who are so pro Egyptian uh, that mm-hmm. if te- honestly, if Tarek Moment, like on, I think punched Dasuki in the face they would say oh you know he's you know he's just ter- he's just being terrific but oh look at these cute pictures you got in the way of his yeah. fist <laughs> and look at these cute pictures of Renim and him and his baby isn't this cute after the match I mean just yeah. just just total ridiculousness yeah. so this is also the the Tarek moment quote that always after every match win or lose um he says he always says <laughs> and he he literally always says this yeah I've been struggling physically for the last seven or eight months and I'm just back now to the level I used to be he says that every match, every tournament. He's been saying it for seven and eight months. For seven, eight months, he's been back to the uh, level he used to be. But every match, he says he's struggling, and he's struggling to get back to what he used to be. That reminds me of um, John Flanagan told me this, which was a funny quote. I don't know who he would credit, but um, he's never beaten anyone that wasn't sick, tired, or injured. <laughs> exactly, exactly the case. That is Tarek Moment. You're right. So John Flanagan and Tarek Moment, besides having cool hair, both have something in common. So one last thing on black ball and, um, you know, looking forward to the semis and we'll talk about, you know, especially if Amanda go, you know, gets through, we'll obviously talk a lot about this next week is, um, my girl tomato ho back. And there's a little anti tomato ho bias too, by the way, in the PSA tour that nobody really talks about because tomato ho doesn't get out of the first round that often. I mean, they're talking, you know, they're saying tomato ho is a big blocker. Tomato ho has some, um, you know, some weird leg movements. So I'm, I'm just saying, Let's let's lay off Tomato Ho and Freedom Muhammad. You know, play in the CSA individuals. Leave, leave the black ball. Let Tomato Ho live. Let, let let Tomato Ho make some money. Is all I'm saying. Okay. So this is my little. You know what? I, looking, looking out for somebody. Tomato somebody's got to look out for Tomato Ho. There's a little bias against Tomato Ho on the PSA tour, and you know what? I'm I'm keeping my eye on it. And if if it, it goes on, if it goes beyond what's there now, and if it gets starts to get exacerbated, just know I'll be there. I'll be there to protect you, Tomato Ho. I like it, Bill. That's very touching. Yeah. So, so last story, Connor. When, yeah, well, not the last segment or second to last because we got to bring on uh, Tim Lasusa shortly. But um, so squash was making the headlines yet again, and we'll, we'll sort of get into the context of this. And you and I talked about like should we even cover this or not, and um, we definitely have to cover it. Right. I think from my perspective, uh, uh, you know, and I think you shared this was we're a little close to this, so. Right. We're probably, I'm probably not going to be as open or candid about it. um, And I'll get into that, but just know that that is a caveat and it's uh, being, I don't know what the right word is, cautious or sensitive. We're being sensitive, which is hard, which is hard for me. So, so that's the caveat. (laughs) Why don't you, why don't you tell um, what happened? We know too much. That's the problem. We do know too much here. Um, uh, The New York Post. An explosive headline in both the Daily Mail and the New um, in the New York Post talking about the sexual escapades of members of one of the most exclusive country clubs in the country and in the Northeast called Westchester Country Club. Also has a thriving squash program, and their 
former head professional or head of squash, Natalie Granger, a, a legendary um, women's player, both on the PSA tour and in the United States, um, alleges that she was dismissed because she reported um, um, basically inappropriate sexual activity between staff members, members of that club. And because of that, they, instead of investigating this, they buried it. And because she reported it, she was dismissed. And they, she said that she was, uh, they made up um, allegations, other allegations of why she was dismissed. And I'm supposing the whole impetus behind this is she saying it's, you know, it's hurting, it's, it's defamation against her. And she's not able to get other jobs. I'm, I'm not quite sure what the what the reasoning be for bringing a lawsuit, but uh, she's saying that's why she was dismissed. So she's bringing a lawsuit against the club and threatened to expose um, all the uh, all the all the untoward details of, of what's going on there. Yeah, and and I guess part of the reason why in other headlines, you know, we can talk more openly, but this one, she is. Um, making serious allegations, everything from sexual misconduct to sexual assault to, to rape. Yes. So these aren't things that, and, and just to separate this out of like, those are very serious and are criminal activities. Like mm -hmm. they need to be investigated. Sure. Absolutely. 100% uh, the case. And for anyone involved in that, um, it's, it's terrible to it's travesty and I hope it gets resolved in the way that it should be. Yes. On, on the side of, of sort of, you know, Granger and professionalism and getting things done, it's sort of wrapped up in that. Like, I would love to sort of shed what I know about that, but I, I don't know. It's um, It seems to me as though it's a distraction from, uh, it's the whataboutism, you know? It's, hey, look at all this versus what did I do and what are the facts there? Correct. Uh, I would say, and, and obviously we don't know the facts, maybe the facts will come out here or maybe this is a ploy. So, hey, here's some money so the salacious facts don't come out. So right. um, I do know that there's two things. Number one, it was a, all the talk this weekend at the college. I mean, everybody asked me about it uh, and understand completely because it's not, it's not easy to talk about because again, we know so many of the people involved and um, yeah. And here's so many of the rumors, but the best part, and there was, there is some humor in it because it's, it's not a, not, Obviously, it's not funny. None of it's really funny, but there is some humor in it because in the lawsuit, the person who took Natalie's position at the Westchester Country Club in the lawsuit is referred to as in the lawsuit as a moon moonlighting disc jockey as to disparage him and as to say they replaced me with someone who had no right and no experience to hold this position. And they did, they just basically wanted, the, I, it sounded to me like if you don't know anything about it, you're saying they just wanted me out and would put anybody in the job if once they got me out, which yeah. as we know is the most ridiculous statement in all of the lawsuits. So it, it made the rest of the lawsuit somewhat hard to believe because of it. I completely agree. And just to spell this out, this is talking about Aiden Harrison, who I actually, I hope he takes this as a compliment Yeah, to be honest, yeah. right? Because like. What here's the irony, his squash capacity, skills, impact on community, uh, talent, uh, dedication, the list goes on of of what he's been able to deliver, uh, isn't questioned. You know, he, we could maybe question his DJing skills or taste in music. Yes, but but here to, to be called out that like um, you know he's like wait a minute, people think I'm a DJ. Cool, that cool, right? Be, cool. I wish people thought I was a DJ. 
or an MC. Oh, or any. Um, <laughs> Ow. Ouch. 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 I'm just kidding, Bill. I you know you know this. You're number one MC in my books. Sylvia Subramanian would totally agree. <laughs> but but no. In all seriousness, um, you know I I really put <clears throat> there's sort of a top echelon of of coaches. Uh, in our community and, and Aiden is part of that top echelon. And, and we, and we obviously know Aiden and we like Aiden, but here, I mean, just to show that this is not just bias and just how ridiculous that statement was in the lawsuit. And again, it, tri- why, why she would even put that in the lawsuit? Cause it trivializes everything else. Aiden Harrison, six years on the PSA tour, top 50 player, English junior national team, where he was the captain head coach of the U S junior team, at the time, a fourth place finish, the highest ever in 2001. Personal coach to Michelle Quibell, two-time individual CSA champion. When Aiden was her coach, she became the first U.S. player ever to win a British Junior Open title in 2001. He then went on to become the head professional at Atwensia, probably one of the, one of the most prestigious clubs in the country. Well, he he built that program. built the program. I mean, it's not like it's not. I mean, it's it would be like if I got the job at Westchester Country Club and Natalie Granger could then point at me and say they yeah. just gave the job to anybody. And that would be totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah. I'm I'm not qualified and I'm just a guy who's involved with squash. <laughs> and I, and, and I, I like listening to music. I'm not a DJ, but I like listening to music. Yeah. One, I think there's also there's sort of what he is able to, um, you know, put on his resume and, and publish. And, but there's also a lot of stuff I know about that, um, you know. So, for instance, the influence that he's had on current Team USA players, uh, Olivia Victor, mm-hmm. uh, Amanda Sobe, yeah. like he's kind of um, a regular check-in. He's working with Nathan Lake, so he he's just really talented. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And how, how bumming do you think PJ and Annalise and Nod are the, like, he gets shouted out as the, as the moonlighting disc jockey when those guys like, it's like their identity, basically. P, I mean, PJ's whole identity is as a disc jockey, right? He does, I don't, he does like one PSA tournament a year now. So he's, I mean, what, what else does he do? Yeah. Well, stay tuned for more. Uh, interesting to see, um, uh, how, how that all shakes out. You always hope with, uh, other things going on in the world that the post won't focus on a sex scandal uh, involving squash and, and the Westchester country club, but you never know. Never know. So Connor, we have, uh, we've gone really long this show. Yeah. This is going to be a long one. We've got a lot to cover, but now we're even going to go into the next segment with bringing on a guest of, uh, uh, so Bill said, what is that? Is that a good, do we want a different? I like Bill said, what? That's fine, and right. and then occasionally, if you if you happen to slip and and you know lower your 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 uh, boy next door, um, you know Macaulay Culkin veneer and say what you mean instead of waffling, there might be a what do you there mean? might be a Connor say what one of these days. I'm not a big waffler. Oh my god, Connor! Yeah. Oh my god, waffle waffle right. boy. Uh, waffle yeah, we've boy. never brought a guest on mid show either. This should be interesting if this technology works. Yeah. Well, um, we'll hear you. Well, then, I, well right? I'm guessing. Yeah. Let's bring him on. Wait, 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 wait. There's more? Tim, you, you sort of have been a longtime listener of this, and I've heard Bill sort of make comments about people, disparage people, everything, you know, you you name it. Bill is is not shy about bringing on um, his opinion. So uh, in this case, m- most recently, he was the subject of that. <laughs> I don't want to say target because that would be a little too uh, rough, but certainly the subject of it. And... You know, it's been it was an ongoing thing, and we thought it was only fair, especially because uh, you sort of asked for it. Like, hey, I want to come on, I want to talk about this. So, 
what we're gonna do is that's gonna be my, my two minute rebuttal is that is that what that is <laughs> i think so yeah yeah i was trying to think of is there a squash analogy here of like you know the two minute um you know time out two minutes um but anyway so so bill why don't you set up your side of what you're talking about with timmy and then Timmy, we're yeah, going to give you the, it's, the floor. It's like a pressure session, we'll call it. A little pressure <laughs> session on, on Timmy here. So, Timmy, I did, uh, I think, two episodes ago um, when it was Connor. And I, I got to say, Connor is a little bit guilty in this because the way he couched your winning the match to uh, allow you to play as a wild card at Squash on Fire uh, against James Wellstrap, Connor couched it as it was so nice to see it's like a dream come true for Timmy. And he made it seem like you had were someone who were, was born like in a, you know, a forest somewhere who kind <laughs> of had scratched and clawed your way through life and somehow miraculously had emerged through all the hardships to get to play James Wilstrop. And it was like, almost like a make a wish thing for you. And it's like, Oh my God, he's had such a struggle that, but now thank God, he gets to play James Wilstrap. It's really, really heartening to see somebody's wish come true. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now I almost need to jump in there. Phil's um, just making stuff up now. That was Go, your listen, listen to, listen yeah, that to was the podcast. Your listen to, I mean, it's out there. No, no doubt. I did say, um, because Timmy had said this, that it was his dream come true. I didn't. You, you're just loading it up with your own interpretation of what that means. But go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, so. Tim, Timmy's not your turn yet, so you can hold on. Um, so I did that. And, and believe me, it sounded like I expected Disney music like to be playing <laughs> When You Wish Upon a Star and Kim, Tim saying, I get to go to Squash on Fire, like one of those deals. So I thought it was going to happen. like I thought it was like that. But either way, so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I mean, and believe me, Timmy and I are, are very good friends. Timmy and I golf together. Timmy and I have known each other for years. Timmy was my our intern at U.S. Squash. I mean, I know Timmy very well. And I, his dad, one of my favorite people in Squash, for sure. But, but, Tim's, Tim's upbringing. So, Tim, let me just, before you rebut, I want to just ask you a few questions. Where did you grow up? And I don't need the street. Just give me the neighborhood. I grew up on the Upper West Side of New York City. Okay. Yeah, rough. rough. I know. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of movies about it straight out of the Upper West Side. A lot of, like, a <laughs> lot of, like, um, I think John Singleton did a movie about it. Boys in the Hood, I think, was filmed on the Upper East Upper West Side. Uh, so, very rough neighborhood, for sure. No question. Where did you go to uh, high school? I went to Poly Prep Country Day School. Out in Brooklyn, Poly Prep? In Brooklyn, I, Brooklyn, New York. I, I so much appreciate you putting Country Day at the oh, end yeah. of that. Okay. Okay. Country Day. So, Growing up, obviously, you're one of the biggest squash fans I know. I, I, you you love squash. I mean, you love the game. It, it's funny that you're you're one of those players who obviously you played at a high level overall compared to the rest of the world, but you were never like a superstar player. But you love the sport just as much as anybody I know. Where did you grow up playing squash? Like, where did you get that love? Like, what club did you play at? So I uh, grew up playing at the university club. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Where where is that? That is in Midtown Manhattan. It, the, so the University Club of New York is that what you're referring the to? The University Club. Of New York. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's I, it. That's, I, it. that's I, it. That's all I want to hear. That's it. Yeah, Bill, are you are you done? No, yet? not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No, not yet. This is really it's rigged. Yeah, it's rigged. Okay. <laughs> so Tim, Tim, you're on. You're on. So I, I exactly. I apologize. So I apologize for that. I was really this just whole thing's getting edited, right? We can just cut out. We can just cut out <laughs> in, the entire entire section of Bill's. Uh, Bill's I love how Bill says, "Like, hey, this is supposed to be a short segment." All well, right. Bill said. So then the other thing I said about you is that you were emceeing at Squash on Fire, and I told you, and I may have disparaged your emceeing without actually hearing your emceeing. So for nothing that, on that. 
yes. I, I don't. I, I, for that, I'm throwing my hands up and giving the floor to Tim Lususa for the rebuttal. Tim, uh, now, now we get to go. Okay, fine. Thank yes, you. Thank now you, you get to go. Um, and congratulations on a great season at Georgetown. Thank Tim. you. It you know, was the, you're, doing, you're doing a great job down there. I appreciate there. it. Thank you. That was the season for okay. for the team was a lot of fun and and you know the team worked really hard and just loving what we're doing every day. So it's it's great. Um, That's awesome. So for this rebuttal, you know, I, I think honestly, Connor, I think what all this is is just it's, it's just jealousy. I think it really is just jealousy. Yeah. That's, oh, uh, oh, a hundred percent. Come on, a hundred percent. It's jealousy. This is just you know. I mean, you know, Bill. Bill, I think is just you know he's a little scared here that the you know the better squash player, good looking, more charismatic guy is you know coming for his coming for his jobs as MC and you know is getting to play these events and also just has a has a better golf swing too. I think that's the that's the other that's the other part. <laughs> well you know I, I i will jump in here and say tim you are 100 percent accurate on everything you just said <laughs> was, I, can't, I, can't, I can't deny any of it you're younger you're better looking you're a better squash player a better golfer and although i didn't see it you're probably based on all those you're probably a better mc than i am uh, you know the mc stuff i'm still working on but you know it was fun i mean I, honestly honestly Early squash and fire just asked me if i wanted to fill in for fill in for ronnie who usually does it but um you know, uh, it's fun. I mean, you know, got to got to dress up in a suit, which I usually don't do very often. But um, but yeah, it was cool. And yeah, I mean, the whole the whole experience playing James was just was just awesome. I mean, he, yeah. So let's talk about yeah. that. I mean, getting on court in a PSA event. I mean, I know I made fun of it and joked about it. And obviously, it's just that it's yeah. joking. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I would only do Bill, it because I know Bill, you. I, I know you could take it. <laughs> well, it's also you, Bill. You know, we, we know you just love to make stuff up and we love to just you just give people hard times. But that's that's who you are. You know, that's. I did. That's, it yeah. is. So that's why. So that's why we invite about... you to golf outings. You know, <laughs> exactly. You will. You. I'm sure you will take it out on me on the golf course this summer. So tell us about what it was like getting on there. The whole experience. Oh, it was just awesome. I mean, like you know, he's he's such a great dude, and and um, you know, I mean, I you know saw him before we stepped on court and got to the match, and he was just like, oh, you know, I'm nervous about the crowd. I was like, you're nervous? Like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, you know, you've, you've got 10 plus years of consistent experience. I'm, you know, I've been, you know, halfway in for, you know, a short bit, you know, and it was, but it was just so much fun. I mean, he, he was just, he, just a coaching moment by Timmy, just yeah, always coach always, right there. Always, but, uh, um, don't worry, James will drop. Don't worry. Yeah, James will No, drop. but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just it, one, it was just fun to, to obviously get to play a PSA event again. I, I hadn't done that in a couple of years and, you know, mm -hmm. I guess maybe I had to show the team that I could still, I still can play a little bit, but, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was just, he was super classy. You know, we had, we had some good moments on court and I think there was, there was one, there was one point where like I sent him the wrong way on a hold and like, you know, he was he actually came up to me. I was like, that was a nice hold. And I was like, I learned the one from you. Awesome. So, that, you know, that was cool. And, and, you know, just a couple of good moments. And there was one where like I hit a back wall boast and, you know, after he made me do court sprints for you know a couple of minutes and then, uh, you know, and then he just like, he rolled the cross court Nick. I was like, dude, like, where's the fake? Like, come on. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here to see it. And, <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of points later, he did get another one and, and then he gave it. I was like, that's, that's what we're looking for. Come on. Like that's, that's the show we, we needed to see. So, um, but other than that, I mean, he was just great. He was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we, Bill, isn't this the feel good moment? This is, I mean, I believe me, I, I realize this and just seeing Timmy, if you could see Timmy's face when he's talking about it, it makes me feel a little bad that I made fun of it. Yeah. To be honest with you. Well, you know, as, as, as I sort of, you know, I had to talk to the MC after the match and, you know, they were asking me some questions and, you know, it was, it was just cool to think. Cause you know, basically growing up in, in New York, I used to go to the TOC 
all the time, every day. Like, and I would make it a point to go see James because um, he was my favorite player. And, and you know, me being six foot four, him being six foot four, like both just two really big guys, but also just the way that he played with, you know, the attitude, the class, and and you know, the clean, good, competitive squash, and you know, the the skill and all that kind of stuff. As as a coach, that's what I love. As a you know player, that's what I loved. And and so to to do it in a real event was just i mean and the fact that you know with the wild card you you know you don't you don't know who you're going to play it could be pretty much anybody who you get drawn to and have, out of all the people you know that you got could have potentially played like to play him just the best. yeah absolutely best yeah yeah you could have drawn some like some hungry egyptian who just bageled that's where the other that's where the other wild card spot went to was it was against the young hungry egyptian yeah yeah and he, you know <laughs> some of these guys would have tried to get me off in about 10 minutes and but um but yeah james is james is a real class act and just a lot of fun that is awesome do you see yourself trying to uh, qualify for any of these going forward any things in the area or you're pretty much that was just like a one and done probably just the one and done thing i mean you know i i have my psa membership for the rest of the year just because i had to i had to sign up for it to play this event but um but i mean hey if, if squash and fire asked me to do it again like you know if they want to do another wild card playoff match like you know i might say yes but um you know i'm also i i think playing my last PSA match against James Wilstrop is probably a pretty good way to go out. So no, you know, yeah, you got to print that score. Card. I'm not going to print the scorecard. Sure. That that's for sure. No, <laughs> definitely not going to do that, but Maybe I'm just, I'm just keeping, I'm just keeping my Instagram picture. That's about it. So that's, that's <laughs> perfect. Go. So before yeah. we let you go, let's uh, talk about Georgetown squash. Yeah. Uh, we'll give, give you this uh, time. Um, you've uh, been the coach there and um, obviously a growing program uh, in DC's a, a hop basically it is a hotbed of squash right now that area of the country so and you're uh running um a, a program at a very prestigious university so go ahead and uh, talk about your experience down there and what you're looking forward to in the future yeah i mean it's been awesome um you know the people i work with every day are really great and and you know i think the the community at georgetown is really excited about the program and and to see what we can do um you know it's it's definitely you know hey it's, it hasn't been without some a few bumps in the road i mean last year i got there in in september uh, or i got you know got hired in september got to dc in october trying to find apartments trying to just get my bearings on everything and trying to figure out everything works and at the same time you're like yeah we don't have a schedule uh you gotta, you gotta try <laughs> gotta try and get some matches here you know and you know i mean like right now we're, we're already working on our schedule for, for next season. So, I mean, stuff happens so early on. So you're trying to, you know, just get everything all sorted and, and, but it was, it's just been a blast. Um, you know, this was, this was a, a, you know, a fun year for us. You know, we had jumped up a whole division in terms of, um, you know, where we ended up in nationals and how we competed and where we finished. Uh, the team just worked really hard and, and I think they had a lot of fun. You know, and that's that was that was just the best part of it is that, you know, when we would play these big tight matches and play these tough teams that, you know, people had big smiles on their faces and and just loved to see how good we were getting. And that was that was just yeah. the coolest bit, um, just to kind of see everybody get very bought in, um, but very excited to get better and improve. And, you know, that's what that's why I love college squash. That's why I love the team aspect of it. And yeah, I mean, it's just it's just great. I mean, having another college involved like Georgetown with uh, Division One, just a uh, amazing track record of athletics um, is very exciting for the sport. Out of curiosity, like fast forward three to five years from now, <laughs> um, what's a goal in your mind? Like what, what would be like a 
if you're looking back on this, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that. Like, what's what's the yeah? Well, it was actually really cool. So when I was going through the interview process, I actually got to interview with a couple of uh, a couple of the team members, and you know, I asked them like, what do you foresee with this team, and what do you expect as as the team to to happen? And they're like, we think we can this team can be a top ten team within a couple of years, like kind of like what UVA has done. And I was like, when they said that, I was like these kids want it like they're all in on it like yeah we can definitely make that happen and um i think there's you know there'll be a few challenges along the way i mean a lot of really good schools and a lot of really good programs a lot of really good coaches a lot of really good recruiters and you know and you got to deal with all this stuff and there's always little things that come along the way injuries sickness illnesses just random things that pop up and you got to be able to deal with that. But I mean, in terms of our goals, I mean, we want to be a top 10 team within five years. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're in the right direction. Uh, this year, we cracked the top 20 in just our second year and, you know, lost in the finals of the C division. But, um, but you know, next year, I think next year, I think we can make, a, you know, another big jump and it's just going to keep growing. And I think the, the momentum is going the right way. So, you know, we just. Great. Does an on-campus facility is that necessary to to get to those higher echelons, or is it is it okay in a city environment to have to play your matches at a at a club? Well, I mean, well, know, I mean, look at campus? look at Columbia. I mean, Columbia is yeah. you know they've won they, they've won an Ivy League championship. They've been a perennial top five, top ten team for both their men's and women's programs, and you know they do it at street squash, and um, you know for us we're very similar kind of situation i actually think squash on fire is you know quite flexible with us in that they they give us a lot of court time and we can book courts anytime we want so you know it's 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 pretty flexible they've been really good about uh you know just accommodating us and and being helpful towards us um yeah but the thing is we also we also do have some courts on campus so you know if kids want to hit between classes or they want to you know get an extra solo session and they don't have time to get down to squash on fire you know, they can, they can just hit on campus, which is great. Um, so that definitely helps us, you know, a little bit, but I mean, squash on fire is not very far. It's about, you know, it's a five minute drive. It's, you know, it's a For sure. 20 minute walk. Like it's a nice walk down M street of Georgetown. So, yeah. And, and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. is certainly a recruiting, a strong recruiting tool for you. Yeah. I mean, I always talk about like Boston, Harvard has Boston, but uh, D.C. Is, is right there with it, with just one. of Yeah, the D.C. But I, but I also think just the Georgetown neighborhood is yeah. it, that's a special neighborhood to kind of be in, you know, be a school at, um, you know, Definitely. M Street, Wisconsin yeah. Avenue, like all these plots, you know, just got great food, great everything. And just a, but just a really nice neighborhood, um, you know. My girlfriend and I live in Georgetown, and that's that's probably our favorite part. Is like we've been thinking, like, oh, you know, yeah, we're paying a lot in rent, but <laughs> but um, right. but you know, it's it's uh, like we, we've just said to each other, yeah, we don't want to leave this area because it is so great and it is so nice. Yeah. So that's been really fun. Great. Well, we appreciate right. you coming on. Um, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Now I, I could see a different side of you. Score has been settled. <laughs> hey, hey, the score has been settled. Exactly. Now you're 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 a good sport about it all, and I, I think we we've gotten more feedback on my Tim Lasusa comment. <laughs> so, I, will I will I stop using you as as Bill's punching bag going forward? I can't promise that, but just know it's all. It just all it just depends, you know. Bill, just just remember, right? The the golf outings, the the you know the fishing trips, I, like the, the you know, I, I know. Just I know. just be wary, you know. The, the more I get used, the, the fewer the fewer those you know invites are going to come out. So you know, what do you mean the fishing trips? You own a boat too? I don't own a boat. No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> don't own a boat. But you almost, you almost walked into uh, that one, Tim. All right. That was a trap. Thanks for coming on, Tim. Thanks, we guys. really appreciate it. Fun. It was great seeing you this past weekend. See you guys All right. All right. Thanks for listening to another show on SQR Squash Radio. 
We really do appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we have a quick ask. In an effort to help us grow, if you have a quick minute, please consider sharing an episode with a friend who might be interested or leaving a rating on any of the platforms you listen to your podcast. It would mean a lot to me and the rest of the team. Thanks so much and have a great day.